Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. This week we are back recapping episodes with the first episode of season five. Yay! We're here! We're back. Um, so last week we did kind of a season four bonus episode slash lead into season five, mm-hmm. which hopefully you all listened to and didn't skip, but if you did skip, we won't tell anyone. It's okay. We don't, we don't judge you. Only we will know. Only, well, we won't know at all, actually. Well, we might be able to look at the, like, plays. That's true. If there's a huge drop off in plays for the season four bonus episode, we will be so grumpy, but we won't say anything. Because we promised. Because we still like you, I guess. <laughs> All right, so we are not purchasing the DVDs for this season since the show is now on Hulu. Yep, we have streaming now, so we're... Yay! We don't have a box set. So our episode descriptions are now going to come straight from Hulu.com. Hulu.com. Not a sponsor. Uh, so this episode is titled, And the Horse He Rode In On. And our description is, Continuing from the season finale in the year's first new episode, A Day's Grace is rescued by a handsome Jewish doctor who pulls her up on his horse and delivers her just in time for her insemination with an impatient will. Ooh. So we wanted to do just a quick recap of where we left the characters, mm-hmm. since it's been a long time since we talked about an episode. Um, so at the end of season four, Will and Grace have decided to have a baby. Yeah. Which is a choice. That's a choice. Uh, Jack has decided that he was going to be a manager at Barney's, but then he decided that his true passion is acting and quit. Right. And Karen was going to sleep with Rip Torn for literally no reason, because Rip Torn is terrifying. But yeah. I guess if we have been given a good picture of Stan, he may be less terrifying than Stan. Is that I, everything? I think that's everything. Okay. Um, so let's just pick up with the man on the horse, I think. I mean, right. normally I would love to have a man on the horse helping me stand up after I've run into something. But Leo is a very interesting man to come off the horse. I agree. Although that sounds kind of like a euphemism. I feel like I'm not allowed to say too much here because I have seen more of the show than you. So I don't want to just spoil the whole thing with my feelings about Leo. Well, I mean, we're kind of in an interesting position with Leo because um, with the revival existing, like, there's no way for me, even though I don't know what happens in between, to not know what happens to Leo. Like, obviously this is a character who is a big part of the Will and Grace mythos. Yes. Um... He is a character that Grace ultimately will marry because she has to divorce him in the revival. Yep. Um, but I don't know what happens in between. I mean, I know I know all these like, I know these basic details like he's a Jewish lawyer. I almost doctor. said a gay or a, that's right, a doctor. I almost said a gay Jewish doctor or gay Jewish lawyer. That's Will. No, that's Will, and he's Will's not the Jewish. Gay, is well, he's kind of. He's not Jewish. He's not at all Jewish. There's, I mean, he and Grace have been together long enough that he's a little Jewish. He's still not Jewish. Anyways, um. But Leo is a straight Jewish doctor. There we go. And he has a terrible Brenda Fraser haircut. And a horse. And a horse in Central Park for no reason. And Except to maybe show off how wealthy he is. Well, that's true. And he's very rich. And he and Grace ultimately get married and divorced. And it kind of ends uglily in the revival. Try to say that five times fast. <laughs> But I don't know anything in between. Like, I don't know how they get there. I don't know what adventures they have or don't have in between here and there. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't tell you, because that would be a spoiler. But it's just a really interesting place to be in, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's That sounds like one of those moments where you realize that time is fake and everything is right. a lie. And... Well, and like, with watching the revival, when it's, um, when it's playing and we're recapping this podcast, there's already a little bit of that tension. Uh-huh. But there is... 
in the past been so much time between where we're at and where the revival is that it hasn't been really consequential. But now as the closer we get, you know. Yeah, the more it's like smacking you in the face. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, ah, fuck, I kind of know what's going on, but not really. And like, there's a, you know, there's a long conversation to be had about spoiler culture and like how like sometimes when you know what happens, it increases your anticipation of the thing that's going to happen. Um, but I think we should sidebar that and just move on because I think that would be a much, much longer digression. Yes. Let's talk about Leo the man. Yes. Uh. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> I just mean, here's, here's my beef with Leo right, right off the bat is, so Grace has just been inseminated with what she hopes to be a baby with Will. Right. And so she's like, I'm not interested in, in dating you right now. And this dude just will not let up and i mean like regardless of how you feel about leo later on in the series this to me is really starting things off on a bad foot yes and i think um like obviously will and grace is airing this episode in the early 2000s yeah so we're supposed to think this is really cute well and the other thing i was gonna say is like obviously like the concept of like not pressuring women to go out with you if they don't want to crazy yeah. Is not, like, a thing in popular culture yet. But, like, I think this show is kind of leaning on the fact that we know as longtime viewers that Grace does definitely want to date this guy. Right. You know, so it, it it kind of is a little aware of that in that it's telling us by us knowing Grace and by the mannerisms that Grace displays in this episode that Grace really does want to date him, so it's okay that this guy is pursuing her so aggressively. Yeah, but no, it's, like, not. It's not. It's still not. Like... I just mean, it's just, it's frustrating to me that even knowing all of that, that, like, this dude hears this woman say no to him three times, mm-hmm. and he still doesn't let up. Yeah. And I, I I know that the no is enough, but I wish, from a narrative perspective, that Grace had just said, like, I'm having my best friend's baby, because that would have resolved it. Right. Except she didn't, for reasons. And so then instead we have this weird scene with Will, where Leo shows up to return Grace's wallet, yeah, and Will is all jealous and weird it's and kind of it's actually really funny i think that that redeemed it a little bit for me because it was very satisfying for him to get to the point where he came over to her apartment and found grace's husband yes yelling at him i've been her partner for 20 years yeah like but like that has some narrative payoff yes but like it's it's still frustrating that like it takes until that point before right. Well, and we get was, any sense he's gonna back off. If this was a one off guy too, I think it would be better. But like knowing that she is gonna date this guy makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So Leo's the and the thing is, it's frustrating because he is charming and he is funny and right. like he is the type of humor that Grace really does appreciate. But it's just like, bro, you gotta take an O. Yeah. Well, and you know what I was surprised by and I kind of really appreciate is that I just assumed with the cliffhanger of the man picking her up on his horse that Grace was going to decide not to have the baby and just start dating this dude. And she doesn't do that. And I'm impressed by that. Like, I... I, The concept of saying I'm impressed by a narrative choice by the Will and Grace writers is not still something I'm 100% on board with. (laughs) I feel like this could totally fall out from under us uh, next week. But I just, it was, it was clever and it was realistic and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at most it comes kind of set it up that if like you met like someone who could potentially be the perfect guy, you would immediately call off the plan. Yeah. And Grace is like, no, I need to get to the doctor's office because <laughs> I got to get some sperm shoved up in my stuff. And to be clear, that's a bad idea. 
don't do that, Grace. But she does actually do that, which is kind of great because it shows her putting her friendship and her desire to have a kid above, like, her instinctual need to find a romantic partner. Yeah, it's sort of the valuing... Let me try that again. It's sort of her valuing her own, like, specific wants and needs and the plan to do that Mm -hmm. versus, like, the societal expectation to, like, find herself a man. Yeah. She's making the wrong decision, but it's for all the right reasons. Yes. And that is a huge step up from this plot line from last season. Yes. So we applaud you, Grace, for making the wrong decision for the right reasons. Yes. The other thing I really loved about that is that then we have this plot line with Will and Grace, like, both feeling like they need to, like, commit to the, quote, marriage and the baby. It's it's more of Will deciding for them that they need to commit to the marriage and the baby, but... That's fair. That's fair. But Grace decides by not t- taking Leo up on a date, right. in a certain sense. Yeah. They just never verbalize that until Will says something, and then she's like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I just think that's that's so realistic. Like, I feel like if we were having a baby, that's exactly what we would do, too. What you and would we do? Would, you would do to me? Yes. You would decide for us that we weren't dating anyone? Yes, but and then, then I would obviously go to the bar and make out with someone. And then be mad at me for yes. having someone interested yes. in me, yes. even though I wasn't dating them at all? Absolutely, yes. You are accurately describing exactly what would happen. And this is why I'm never having a baby with Matthew. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I'm never having a baby with Matthew. I just, it was just so quintessentially Will and Grace. Yes. A sequence of events to happen. And like, then they're like mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Well, like they know they shouldn't be because they're really mad at themselves. Right. Yeah, and it's, it is very funny to see Will, like, decide that, like, this is, like, his number one priority, and he's not going to go out to the clubs, and then he, four seconds later, totally goes out to the club uh-huh. and makes out with the guy, and right. has, like, a whole crisis of faith in the moment before he makes out with the guy about how, like, he should go home to Grace and the potential baby, and instead, he gets some. Um, yep. And it's just, like... This is just proof as to why they shouldn't be having a baby together. Right. Because clearly, like, they're not ready to commit to, you know, prioritizing a child over everything else. Right. Well, and, like, I think the idea of them not dating is not really sustainable anyways. I mean, they love each other, but they kind of hate each other also. Yes. Like, if, if they're really saying, let's commit to just each other and this baby, like, they're going to they're gonna break up. Right. <laughs> Like, to me, it would maybe make more sense if, first of all, the baby was, like, an unofficial for sure thing and not just, like, some insemination that may have been. Well, that's true, too. Because, like, obviously, Grace is not cranking out a baby this season. I mean... Sorry, guys. You don't know that. <laughs> she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I just mean, like, the idea that they're committed to this, like, straight up, like, before, like, pregnancy is even confirmed. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if... It would make more logical sense for them to have a discussion about, like, what happens if this, mm-hmm. this works, so then they can plan for it. And yep. then, you know, maybe do, like, the last month hurrah or whatever. Right, or... right. This is just a failure of sex ed for Will, I think. Yeah, well, Is that Will thinks that they put the sperm in the lady so body. So she's pregnant. She's pregnant now with my man sperm. It's yep. very potent man sperm. <laughs> I have the power, This is what it is like to talk to you about, like, the female reproductive system sometimes. You're just like, wait, what? You're, like, just consistently baffled. You're like, I don't understand. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, our high school failed us. Our sex ed was garbage, and Matthew knows nothing about the vagina. I used to know things about the vagina, but I No, you didn't. But I got rid of it to make room for stuff about penises. Like, what things did you know about the vagina? Well, I don't remember. I got rid of it. Yeah, he didn't know anything about the vagina. (laughs) I can confirm this, having been his girlfriend through high school. (laughs) Did not know anything about the vagina. We should have sound effects more often. Should we? No. 
<laughs> you know what my favorite thing about this podcast is? When we make lame jokes and then spend like 15 seconds laughing at them, and mm-hmm. then the listeners have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you think they nothing like, else to say about that? Yeah. Do you think they like that? I. We haven't heard any complaints. Great. You guys love it. All right. Executive decision. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we have to talk about Karen this week. Do we? I guess. All right. I mean, there's nothing to say about Jack. Um, yeah, Jack's really not doing too much. Like, he goes to that audition and it doesn't work out, and that's kind of all we yeah. hear about that. Yeah. I mean, I was really primed for something to happen because, like, I just finished watching all of Westworld. So, like, in my brain, like, if you don't see a character all episode, they're off probably murdering someone. Yeah, no. But, no, Jack is just going to an audition and being Jack. Yeah, and then his, like, main job for the rest of the episode is sort of, like, trying to convince Karen not to fuck that guy. Yeah, Rip Torn. I already forgot what his name on the show is. I don't know what his name on the show is. Whatever, so... It's a dumb name. It's almost as dumb as Rip Torn. So, anyways, Karen, like, is having a lot of, like, conflicted feelings about infidelity, and yeah. it's just kind of boring, honestly. Like, yeah, I just... I feel like, considering it's Karen, it shouldn't be funnier, but instead it's just kind of sad. I think part of the problem is that I just don't care. Oh. I, well, I, I, sorry, <laughs> that came off, like, kind of, like... I, I just... It doesn't change my perception of Karen as a character, whether or not she sleeps with this guy. Right, like, like I don't know, she makes out with Jack all the time, like... Right. Clearly, like, Karen's identity to me is not defined by, like, is madly in love with... and. Absolutely faithful to Stanley Walker, a criminal. Like, right. Th- these plot lines don't interest me at all because I'm not tied up in the moral implications of Karen cheating on her husband who's told her to cheat on him. Right. The moral implications of Karen, like, making an offhand comment about having a cage full of children. You know, you know what I mean? Like, Karen, <laughs> in, like, offhand comments, says things that are way more morally horrifying than, like, should I fuck this ugly guy? Right. It's like, you know what, Karen? If you want to fuck the ugly guy, you do you, girl. Like, right. Like, it's... It's it's also a weird conflict because it's so internal. Like... Yeah. And in the show, Stan has said, you can sleep with other people because I'm in prison because I'm a criminal. Right. So, like, the conflict is only Karen conflicting with herself and what she wants to do. Right. Which is important, but not narratively interesting. Right. Like... And even the scene where we have Jack kind of try and, like, talk to her and be like, but you love Stan, and I love you, and I love your money. Like, they don't even get to, the like, the crux of the problem, which is that if Stan found out, and Stan inexplicably was pissed because, you know, toxic masculinity and whatever, like, Karen could be shit out of luck and maybe not have any money anymore. Right. But we don't talk about that. Right. We just talk about... Well, and that's the reason it's confusing, because, like, if that's really her concern, then it should be a hard no. Right. But it clearly isn't, but that somehow seems to convince her, but it doesn't. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I feel like the show is sort of hinting at, like, this idea that, like, Karen is a sexual being and she needs, like, like physical touch and love in her life. Maybe, but it, the but show like, hasn't done enough work for that. Yeah, it just, it hasn't made Karen enough of a human being, honestly, mm-hmm. to sort of try to give me a plot line where the payoff is going to be seeing her be sexually fulfilled as, like, a positive, yes. you know? Like, if if that was what they were trying to go for, then in season four, when Karen wasn't having any sex, we should have seen Karen making some sort of personality change as yeah. she comes unraveled. We see nothing. Karen is the same Karen from season, beginning of season four to the end of season four. Yeah, she's just a teensy bit sadder yeah. some of the time. So, like, this narrative choice doesn't really make 
sense. Yeah. And then, given all of the build-up we have to this will-they-won't-they-fuck thing, at the end of the episode, when the door opens, it's not Rip Torn, but Stan. Stan. Who we still have never seen, and I, at this point, I don't know, it's five seasons in, the joke is kind of boring to me. Yeah. You know, admittedly, it would be kind of funny if, uh, again, Westworld, like if all of this was happening and Karen just hadn't realized it had been a year and a half. Right. <laughs> like all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, time has passed. And then suddenly Will and Grace have a baby. Right. Yeah. So it didn't like, so things to look forward to the next episode. How the fuck did Stan get out of prison when he just got a year and a half added to a sentence? But like, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, like I, did, I don't. Like, I care more about how Jack did on his audition that we never saw than I care about how Stan got out of prison. You, he didn't do well in the audition. Like, we get a passing line about that. But that's the thing. Like, I don't care about that. I certainly don't care about Stan. I just... Here at Will and at Not a Couple, we are just extremely apathetic about Will and Grace, the television show that we have committed <laughs> to years of recording podcasts about. No, 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 no. I love the show. <laughs> I just don't care about Stan. Yeah, Stan's a boring character. Like, I think Karen has other characteristics that make for compelling TV and would allow her character to grow and change without losing what makes her Karen. But this isn't one of them. Like, the idea that she might be immortal. I like that. I do like that. That's kind of cool. The fact that she's completely bisexual. Yeah. Could get some explanation on that. All of her rivalries with various other socialites. Yeah. Fight them. You know, I mean, like, there is lots of things that you can do with Karen that don't involve her having to be conflicted over a non-conflict about cheating on her husband, who has told her that she can cheat on him. Find one of them. <laughs> Please. And rant. Amen. All right, is that it? Did we do it? We did it. We did the whole episode, you guys. Wow. Oh, man. All right. Now what? All right, uh, let's, <laughs> now talk, what? let's talk about the internet. So, um... <laughs> Oh, you guys, Tess, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us if they want to give us more things to talk about? All right. So um, the Internet is a thing and it exists and we are on it. Um, you can find us on our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. Um, you can also send us an email at our Gmail account, which is not a couple podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us a more personalized message, we will happily read it. Um, but we're also on Facebook and Tumblr and our episodes are on iTunes and Podbean. And yeah. We're Great. on the internet. Come find us. All right. Uh, so we're back into the swing of it. So next week you'll get another episode of Will and Grace from season five. We're going to find out what's going to happen with Leo. Mm-hmm. Probably bad stuff. We'll find out what happens with Stan. Probably bad stuff. We'll find out what happens with Jack. Probably bad stuff. Maybe we'll see Rosario. She's good. I don't know if Jack's kid is in the season. Who knows? It's a surprise. Surprise. For Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, we'll be back next week with more Will and Grace. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Eliza, are you melting? This episode of Not A Couple was not sponsored by Hulu. We repeat, it was not sponsored by Hulu. If it was sponsored by Hulu, that'd be Hulu, but it wasn't Hulu.